0: My, my, my. Isn't the Lord good? Isn't he faithful? Oh, mercy. I I was just sitting there. I was just sitting there and thinking about the faithfulness of God. And just for a flash second, there were two or three times in in me and Tammy's marriage down through the years that God just came through right on time. And Man, I'm telling you, we need to thank God for his faithfulness. Amen. Grab your Bibles, grab your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter number 11. Luke chapter number 11. And while you're turning, let me give you a brief reminder of last week. We, 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 are, we are in a, 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 a series type, uh, but the last couple of weeks we've been dealing with prayer. We need to have prayer involved in our life to have the power of God on our life. Can we say amen right there? We're not going to have the power of God without prayer. Much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. We've got to have prayer. We need to know how to pray. But we've got to pray in the right way. Last week, we learned how not to pray, right? We learned that maybe, maybe we've been wasting our time in prayer. So, oh, preacher, I don't think you can never waste your time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. In other words, if there's secret sin, unconfessed sin in your life that you haven't made right with God, you, you can pray all you want, but he's got deaf ears till you get right. Listen, we, we, we can't be living contrary to the word of God and expect God to move in in our life when we pray. Not only that, we learn spouses, spouses, husbands, and, and wives how you treat each other will greatly affect your prayer life. Listen, he said it, Peter said it this way. He said, be careful how you treat each other so that your prayers be not hindered, right? So uh, there's, there's ways, and, you, and I'm not going to re-preach it because I don't have time, but if you missed last week, please go back. You say, preacher, I just, uh, I just feel like my prayers hit the ceiling and fall back down. Well, maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's a reason. You can learn what that reason is last week. Last week we learned that your motive, say that with me, your motive. your motive greatly determines, greatly determines God's answering your prayers. Whether you're doing it in the right motive for the right reason. If we're just doing it to fulfill our own desires and to fulfill our lusts and not the glory of God, we in trouble. Say amen. amen. So, Go back and listen to that one. But today, we're going to be real practical. All right? These are my favorite kind. I'm telling you, these are my favorite kind. I like step. Uh, one, two, three, four. I, I mean, you listen, this world would be better off if we had a checklist. Say amen. In everything. Marriages would be great if we had a checklist. I tell my wife all the time, I just just tell me what you want from me. One, two, three, four. I'll go to You're supposed to already know. Ladies, let me help y'all with something. We don't know. It's not the end of the world to make a checklist for us. Amen. I'm sorry. I'm just venting a little bit from this week. All right. No, for real, for real. A checklist. Jesus, Jesus is being what we're fixing to read. His disciples have been witnessing Jesus pray. And there, there was nobody that could pray like Jesus could pray. And so one particular time he got through praying and they said, teach us to do that. Teach us to pray. And so today I want to, I want to just share with you Jesus's response to his disciples when they asked him to teach them to pray. Now, I don't know about y'all, but if there's anybody I want to learn how to pray from, I think it'd be the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So let's do that. Let's look in Luke chapter number 11, Luke chapter number 11. And, and I'm going to give you a, a little tool to help you also, uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about at the end of the uh, message if I can remember, but, uh, l- let's look in Luke 11 one, if you're there, say amen. amen. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, or in Matthew, he used the term, he used the phrase, pray in this manner. Pray in this manner. Pray like this. When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we Also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Evil. In Matthew, he adds, uh, for thine is the power, the glory, the kingdom forever and ever. Amen. So he started with praise and ended with praise, right? So let's look at this. And, And this is a pattern. This is an outline. Say that with me. This is an, it's an outline. This is, not a, this is not something that is to be recited like a formula. You know, uh, I, I, and, and, and this is okay. This is okay. This is not the end of the world. But you'll see sports uh, uh, teams get together in a huddle before a game and they'll all quote, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thine. That That's not really what Jesus intended. Each one, of the, each one of these phrases is a different subject, if you will. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's one. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's two. That's the second part. And so that's what we're going to cover today and explain it. And then I'll show you how to practice it. If that sounds like a plan, say amen. amen. If it's not, that's all I got. Amen. This is what we're going to do today. Let's, let's pray and ask the Lord to help us. Father, thank you so much for the worship this morning. Oh, the music was so sweet. Lord, it it ministered to my heart. It reminded me of how faithful you have been to me all my life. And God, I pray that you'll help me help your people. Lord, these are your sheep. I'm just the under shepherd. You're the chief shepherd. I'm just here to tell them what you want me to tell them. And Lord, don't let me miss it. Don't let me mess it up. Don't let me say something I'm not supposed to. And don't let me forget anything I need to say. Help me to encourage your children to pray to you as their father. And God will thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. All God's people say it. Amen. amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, if you want to, if you want to. Uh, write, this, write these words out, and this will, this will be kind of the, the outline, if you will, the pattern. And then I want to share with you what I got. So if you want to you find a, just a, a space on that paper somewhere uh, to write this. First of all, we see praise. We see praise. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's praise, okay? You're praising him. You're recognizing him. And we'll get to the, we'll get to the main outline in just a second. But let me just give you these real quick. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is in heaven. You can put the word plan or purpose there. Y'all know it's going to be alliterated. That's the way my brain works, okay? Praise or plan or purpose. You can use purpose. I like purpose. His will, his purpose for your life. Give us this day our daily bread. That's provision. That's provision. He said in that section, you ask for God's provision. All right? Does that make sense? Amen. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on the earth as in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's his purpose. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. That's his provision. Forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone that is indebted to us. That's his pardon. Write that word down. His pardon. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Obviously, that's his protection. Protection. So these are the These are the subjects that Jesus wants you to include in your prayer. When you come pray to him, you you start with praise. When you you go from praise, you go ask for God's will, right? His purpose for your life. Then provision for the needs that you have. Uh, Then, is everybody with me on that? These are the subjects. Now, I want to break all of these up into three different categories. Or three different sections, if you will, and it'll explain, it'll explain what Jesus was trying to get across to us. Okay. So first of all, first of all, I want you to see the recognition, write that down in your notes, the recognition point number one, there is a recognition in prayer. When Jesus taught us to pray, he said, I want you to first begin with recognizing now, what are we recognizing? First of all, he says this: "Our," Father. everybody say it. "Our," Father. our Father. What do we recognize? Relationship. Write that word down. You need to. You need to recognize that when you pray to God, you are praying to your Father, which art in heaven. You need to understand that you have a relationship. That this is you're, you're You know, most cults and most false religions, they see a God or their gods as these deities, these foreign deities that are up there that they really have no relationship with. But that's not what it is in Christianity. God is your father if you belong to him. Now, let me show you. Let me show you. Look at the verse right underneath that. Look at the verse right underneath that. John 1, 12. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, say they with me, as many as to them, to who? Them. Them, the ones that received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now watch this, guys. Everybody look at me, everybody look at me. You see, especially on social media, you'll see this all the time. And by the way, by the way, Don't believe anything on social media. All right. They post stuff all the time that's absolutely inaccurate. They'll post stuff like this. Well, we're all God's children. That's a lie. That's not true. We're not all God's children. Now we could say this. We're all God's creation. We're all God's creation. We were created by God, right? We are all God's creation, but we're not all God's children. The only people that are God's children are those who have believed in him and received him. He said those that received him to them. Who? The ones that received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. You're not a a child of God till you've been adopted in God's family through faith. Are y'all with me? Say amen. That's very important. Preacher, what do you mean? That means this. If your prayer begins with our Father, you can't pray till he is your Father. Preacher, you mean tell me I gotta be saved to pray? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Listen, the only prayer of a sinner that God hears is a prayer of repentance. And then you have relationships. You have relationship. I went yesterday. I went yesterday uh, uh, to uh, Jurassic something in Birmingham. It's a racket. They prey on grandparents. I mean, every every little toy was like $17,000, you know. And what, what grandparents not going to buy their grandson, the little, the little bubble machine wand when the little other monkeys walk by with it in front of it. (laughs) Are y'all with me? Now I went there, I went there with my grand youngest and it was a, I'm going to tell you my my oldest grandson, he is a dinosaur nut. I mean, he's all about the dinosaurs and all that. And and we had a big time, but, and I, I did. I did. I did uh uh splurge just a little bit. I I was going just to get the wand, just a bubble wand. That's all I was gonna get at the dino store. But I ended up coming back with two t-shirts, uh, two uh uh, 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 uh hats that go with them, you know, like the the uh anyway. And and and, and Tammy wasn't real happy about that. But I got that for mine. I didn't gather all them youngins up there and say, hey, who wants a wand? Anybody want a jungle hat? How about a t-shirt? No, 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 no. I, I met the needs of those in my family. Why? We are in relationship. They belong to me. I'm gonna supply their need. I'm gonna make sure they have what they want. Preacher, what are you saying? You have to be in relationship, our father, which art in heaven. And not only that, this is the good part. You need to understand that as a father, he loves you. As a father, he knows best. As a father, we can have confidence to come to him with our need. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be scared. We have to know that he loves us as a child and we have the opportunity and the privilege to come to him. And so God, Jesus says, I want you to recognize he's your father. I want you to recognize relationship. But then then he, 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 he puts this in there so we don't get carried away with that. He says, our father which art in heaven, watch this now, hallowed be thy name. You see, we need to recognize not only relationship, we need to recognize reverence. Reverence. Hallowed be thy name. You know, you know. I've I've seen people, I've seen people that got just a little too, uh, what's the word? Comfortable. Would be a be a good word. A little too lax. Not not going as far as say, well, the old man upstairs. Listen, we we don't we. You shouldn't even say that to your father downstairs. That's just as disrespectful. You you should never call your father. Your old man. Why? Because we're to honor our father and our mother. What's Jesus trying to tell us here? Listen, he is your father, but he's also your God. Amen. He's also royalty, he's also deity. And when we come before him, we need to come in reverence and respect and awe and love for who he is. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed, holy, honorable reverent is your name. Listen, Jews, Jews would not even say the word God. You, you, you see some of them, to even today, Orthodox Jews, when they write the word God, it, 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 they would leave it, uh, some of the letters out so as not to disrespect his name. Preacher, what are you saying? We need to come to God and recognize who he is. We need to come to God and recognize who he is. Now, what's that going to do? That's going to give us courage and confidence for what we're fixing to ask for. We're, we're ask, I'm not asking my earthly father to meet my needs. I'm asking my heavenly father who can do above and beyond what I could even ask or think. Somebody say amen. amen. We recognize. We recognize. He said, when you come to pray, I want you to recognize relationship. I want you to recognize reverence. I want you to come holy." I want you to come in reverence. I want you to come respecting the one you're talking to. Church, say amen. Then the second part, the second part. That's the first. That's the first, all right? Recognize. And then the second is really important. This one right here, this one right here may be the determining factor of why many Christians today do not get their prayers answered. This might be the deal breaker right here. First, he says, recognize. There's a recognition. Secondly, write this down. A release. A release. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Most of our prayers is all about me and what I want. That's what most of our prayers are. We go to God and most of us don't even go to God till we need something. And I'm not being harsh. I'm being, I'm being realistic. Let's just get real. I mean, it's just us. and it, Y'all know prayer is not the steering wheel of most Christians' life. It's the spare tire. We break it out of the trunk when we get a flat. We break it out. Oh, why do, why, why do you think we always say this? All we can do now is pray. When something bad happens. When that should have been the first thing. We, are y'all with me? Now watch this. Here we go. We're talking about getting our prayers answered. Here's it is. We, there, there's got to be a release. Jesus said this. <clears throat> or if you want to do this. Uh, we need to release our agenda. Yeah. Our agenda. That's, that's A. That's A. Surrender. We need to surrender my agenda. When I come to pray, I'm surrendering in that moment, my agenda. I'm saying your kingdom come, your will be done. What did Jesus say in Luke nine? He said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily. Say that with me Daily. daily, take up his cross daily and follow me. Now, what is that cross? Obviously, it's not not the cross of Calvary. That was Jesus' cross. What he's saying there is, I've got a plan for you. I've got a job for you. I've got a calling for you. How do we know that? When, when, When Jesus was being arrested and he was being tried and all of that, he said, for this cause, the cross, for this cause came I into the world. For this reason was I born. That's what Jesus is saying. Did he heal lame legs? Yes, he did. Did did he heal blinded eyes? Yes, he did. Did he walk on the water? Yes, he did. Did he feed thousands with one last lunch? Yes, he did. Did he go into a graveyard and call a man's name by Lazarus, come back from the dead after being dead four days? Yes, he did. But that was not his purpose and his calling. His calling was to be the lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. The cross was his purpose. Now watch. When Jesus said, "Unless a man deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me," what does he say? Here's what he said. Let me put it in Alabama terms. He said every day you get up, you need to lay aside your agenda. You need to lay aside what you want and say, "God, what do you want for me? What is my calling today? Where is it, where what is it that you want me to do? Who do you want me to speak? Lord, I am here. I am your servant." Here am I. Send me. Are y'all with me? Now In order to do that, you got to let go. You got to release. You got to surrender your agenda. Now you know why this is the hang up. It's like the song says, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Preacher, what are you getting at? We don't want to die to self. We want our ticket to heaven. We want him as our savior, but we don't want him as our Lord. Well, I'm going to tell you this. If he is not your Lord, he's probably not your savior. Well, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really want him to tell me what to do. I just don't want to go to hell. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a combo package here. Isn't that what Romans 10 says? If we confess Him, Lord, and believe in our heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Why do you think think Paul said, uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service? We're to surrender. What does a sacrifice do, y'all? What does a sacrifice do? It dies. It dies. Preacher, what's the problem? We have a tendency to crawl off the altar. We have a tendency to come to church and get all spiritual and get convicted and everything. We'll come to a service like this and the preacher's preaching like this. We'll say, oh, dear God, I need to sacrifice. Oh, Lord, I'm, man, my life is not surrendered. And we'll come to the altar and say, oh, God, I surrender all till Monday morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, can I surrender all. We know we're lying. I am. <laughs> Listen. What's the secret to getting your prayers answered? Surrender. Now, now how, do we, how do we tie this into last week? We learned last week that God doesn't answer our prayers so we can be comfortable. God doesn't even, watch this now. I'm going I'm to just shake some of y'all up so bad right now. God doesn't answer your prayer because he likes you. Let me tell you why he answers prayer for his own glory. Amen. And you know what? In most of our prayers, if the truth be known, we would get to glory. That's why he said in James, you're asking amiss. You're missing it. You're not asking for his glory. You're asking for your own lusts and desires. Well, how can I know what to ask for? Point number two. Surrender your agenda. See, if you don't do this, you can't do B. A is surrender your agenda. B is seek his agenda. All right. Do y'all remember when Jesus was in, in, in the garden praying? I mean, he was in sincere prayer. I'm talking about sure enough, just intense prayer he said father watch what he does father I know all things are possible what's he doing he's recognizing he's doing point one I know all things are possible with thee then he says if it be thy will that's point two if it be thy will let this cup what pass Pass from me figure out another way to do this If there any way, but then he said this, but not my will, but thy will be done. You see, Jesus taught us this here in Luke 11, and then he practiced it in the garden of Gethsemane. Preacher, what are you saying? Are you seeking his will daily? Are you seeking his agenda daily? When you wake up in the morning and you pray, or whenever it is that you pray, are you surrendering your agenda and actively seeking His agenda? Because it will greatly change. It will greatly change the prayers that you get answered. Now, let me help you with this. Let me help you with this. How do we seek His kingdom? Let me just give you this because I know you're probably wondering this and you don't know what that means, so let me help you. His kingdom is a sphere of influence. Okay, if you have a king, if you have a king, he has subjects, right? He has subjects. He has has people that he rules over. That is his kingdom. The kingdom is not necessarily the geographic region. It's not necessarily the mountains or the valleys or the hills and the houses and the lands and no no no. His kingdom is the people he rules. If that makes sense, say Amen. amen. So when you say, "Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name." Watch this. Thy kingdom come. Thy king. This is what you're praying. You're praying for the advancement of the kingdom of God. The advancement. How does the kingdom of God advance? Every single time a sinner gets saved, his kingdom is advanced. Every time a sinner gets saved, there's another one in the kingdom and his kingdom grows. So what are you doing when you're seeking his agenda? He said, how do you know that's his agenda? God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm telling you, it's God's agenda for souls to be saved. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. When was the last time in your prayer you sought God and begged God to save people? To save people. Seek his agenda. What's his agenda? Every time. Every time that a sinner gets saved, his kingdom grows. Now everybody look at me. Everybody look at me for a minute. I had this backwards a little bit. I'm going to confess this. I'm going to confess this. For a long time in my life, this was the kingdom I was concerned about. This building, the four walls, you guys. I was concerned about this kingdom. My focus was on this kingdom. And in a way, I hate to say it, I hate to even admit this in front of everybody, but y'all know I'm going to tell you. I was concerned about my kingdom. my sphere of influence. And if, and, and if that's where we are, that's not where we need to be. Why, why do you think we've, we've expanded out of these four walls into our communities, into the, our country? We're doing DMD all over the country, all over the world. Why? It's not about Temple Baptist Church. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about sinners getting in the kingdom. It's about expanding. It's not about expanding these four walls, although that'd be great, whatever. But it's about expanding the kingdom, his sphere of influence and rule. Now, not only that, but when you say thy kingdom come, whenever a sinner gets saved, whenever a sinner gets saved, his kingdom advances. His kingdom comes, if you will. Every time... You guys, now here's, a, here's an important fact. Every time you guys get closer to God and more like Christ, his kingdom comes. Because you submit and you surrender more to his leadership, his influence, his rule in your life. So the more you're ruled by God in Christ, y'all with me? The more his kingdom comes. Watch this. A couple weeks ago, I asked y'all how many did you soaps, your soaps, your homework. And guess what? About a quarter of y'all raise your hand. Quarter of you. Now watch this. If I keep plugging and I keep teaching and I keep preaching and I keep leading and I keep helping and I keep encouraging I keep making you feel bad about it. <clears throat> <laughs> bribe you, whatever I got to do. But what if, what if, what if at the end of the year, 50% of you raise your hand? Watch this. Watch what happens. More of his kingdom has come. Because more of you are being ruled and led. Does that make sense? Let me show you. Let me show you. Here's a verse for it. I'm not making this up. Romans 14, 17. It's right there in your notes. For the kingdom of God. The what? For the kingdom kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness. Say it with me. But righteousness and peace and, and in the holy ghost now what's that mean the more i teach you guys and lead you guys and pray for you guys and develop you guys that you experience righteousness more peace, peace and more joy. that's his kingdom so the more righteous you become in your sanctification your process of sanctification The more peace that you experience, the more joy that you have. You know what that is? That's his kingdom. Does that make sense? So that's what you're praying for. Praying for it. That's his agenda. Surrender your agenda. Seek his agenda. Lord, I want to seek people. I want them to be saved. Lord, I want you to save those around me. Lord, I want to become more like you. Lord, I want you to help me and let me be more like Christ. Give me the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Lord, let me experience that joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. And then, and then here's the future. Here's the future. All right. The second coming of Christ. Now I know this is going to spook some of y'all, but he's actually going to come and have a kingdom. Yeah. Jesus Christ himself is going to come in a cloud of glory. He's going to land on the Mount of Olives. He's going to walk across the Brook Kidron. He's going to go through the Eastern Gate. He's going to sit on the throne of his father David, and he's going to rule this world for 1,000 years. Amen. It's called the millennial reign. And you know what, the, in the very end of Revelation, in the very end of Revelation, this is, this is what it says. I love this. <clears throat> in Revelation 22, 20 says, he which testified these things saith, "Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, say it with me. How many of y'all are looking forward to His return? Every morning you get up, you should say, Come on Jesus. Every time you turn on the news, you need to say, Come on Jesus." Every time you see the wickedness that's abounding in our country and in this world, you need to say, Even so, come, Lord Jesus. If you're hoping for a change in our country, you're wasting your time. Jesus said it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So instead of praying that God would fix the country, you need to say, Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Pray for his kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Will be done. You may tell you what's going to drastically change in everybody's prayer life, in, in the response you get from God. When you say, God, what do you want? What do you want for me? What do you. Let me ask you a question. How much more do you think God's going to give you what he already wants you to have? Does that make sense? So there's a release. You can't go to number 3 till you recognize who he is. You recognize who he is. Secondly, you release your agenda. There needs to be a surrender. There needs to be a submission in your prayer. Now here's let's get to the nitty-gritty here. All right? Then we say, then we say this. Number 3, write this down. Then we give our request. Then we give our request. Now let's be honest a second. Let's be honest a second. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Most of the time, most of the time, or at least some of the time, the first thing we do when we go to God is start asking for stuff. And I'm not saying for cars and Cadillacs and all this. I'm talking about just what we need. We go to God and say, God, this is happening in my life. I need you to, I need you to, I need it. And we never recognize, we never spend time in, 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 in praising him and honoring him. Are y'all with me? We don't stop and say, what do you want with me? What is your plan for my life? Before I'm asking what I want, God, what do what do you want? After we do that, after we've been honest and said, God, I surrender to your will, then we do our request. Here's the last part. First of all, we ask for his provision. His provision. Give us day by day our daily bread. Give us day by day. You got a bill due? Talk to him. You got a financial need? Talk to him. It's at this time that you... And by the way, I would encourage you to be specific in your prayer. Whatever that burden is, whatever that thing is that you're, you're, you're needing, whatever that provision is, you, that's when you ask for. God, here's what I've got. Here's what I need. You know what the psalmist David said? He said, I'm old. He said, but I've been young. And he said, I have yet to see the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. David said, all my life, I have yet to see any of God's children, the righteous, begging bread. He's always, what did that song say? Been faithful. Y'all with me? So we ask for our provisions. Then, then secondly, B, we ask for pardon. We ask for pardon. Now let me explain this a minute. Let me explain this a minute so you understand what this is. You're not asking for forgiveness to be saved because you're already saved. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Amen. You're already saved. This is not a positional forgiveness. This uh, This is a relational forgiveness. What do I mean by that? I'm not asking forgiveness so I can become a son again. I'm already a son. I'm asking forgiveness so I can stay in fellowship with my holy father. Does that make sense? All right, me, say me and Tammy. Here's a good illustration. Say me and Tammy have a discussion. Right? Now, we're married. We are, we are in union together, right? Positionally, we stand married. We're connected. We are married. But we're not in a good relationship She's in that room, I'm in this room. So what do we do? What do we do? I'm sorry. Now, I don't apologize or I don't make right or ask forgiveness to be married or to get married again. We never cease to be married. We just wasn't in a good relationship. Are y'all with me? And so when I come to God and say, God, forgive me today. I'm wanting to stay in a right relationship, holy. And pure. I don't want anything to grieve the Holy Spirit in my life. I want to be right with him. Uh, uh, The perfect illustration of this is when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. How many of y'all remember when he washed the disciples' feet in the upper room? And y'all remember old Peter? You know, he's always putting his foot in his mouth. He's going around washing everybody's feet, but Peter was going to be holier than thou and say, oh, no, no, you're not going to wash my feet. He said, if I don't wash your feet, I have nothing to do with you. He said, wash everything. Didn't he? Wash everything, head to toe. And Jesus, y'all know what he did. (laughs) Eye roll. He said, look, you don't get it. You don't need to wash everything. You're clean. But your feet, your feet. You see, they wore sandals back then. And they would go up and down the dusty roads of, of Judea. And when they would come into someone's house, a slave would be responsible that before they went walking around, the slave would wash their feet. Now, they were clean. They didn't had a bath. But their feet got dirty from walking. Illustrate that. Our living. I'm clean. I'm saved. Born again. Somebody just cut me off. And I might have got a little dirty in traffic. Might have had a bad attitude. Hello. Y'all don't look at me that way. I know who I'm preaching to. Don't act like your feet don't get dirty. Am I right? That's when we come to God and say, I'm sorry. I'm so glad. I'm so glad 1 John chapter 1 says, If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why do we need, watch this now, everybody look at me. I'm just quoting this. Uh, why do we need him to cleanse us from all unrighteousness? Because a couple of verses before that, it says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Preacher, what are you saying? If you expect to have fellowship with a holy God, you need to be clean. And come to him in a clean manner. Father, forgive me for my attitude. Forgive me. Well, what am I supposed to ask forgiveness for? You know. If you can't remember, ask him. He will remind you about what you said to your wife, or your child, or your employer. Or nobody in the car with you when they cut you off in traffic. He'll remind you. He'll remind you. Won't he? Amen. And then say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Then we see the last part. This is critical. This is critical. This will so help you. This will so help you not to have to take such a long bath to clean your feet. What did he say? Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So you have provision, pardon, and protection. Now, here's what I got for you. Here's what I got for you. Now everybody, look at me. I said I'm going to be real practical today. Uh, here's my Soaps book. <clears throat> Y'all remember what Soaps book? How, how You Study Your Bible. S, Scripture, Observation. Application and prayer, and S is whoever you want to share it with that day. Uh, but S, you you write out you write out your, your just you read the chapter or read whatever portion of scripture that you're reading, and then just in your own words, say what you just read, and then what stood out to you. What stood out to you? Uh, uh, then how does it apply to you? How does it apply to you? That's what A is. And then P, you're praying, God, help me do this. Help me do what you've told me to do in this particular thing. Well, Miss Barry has made me a new one since we've we've covered this. And she's put soap study on one side. And if and, and by the way, y'all see that this has been writing. I'm not gonna ask you to do something I'm not doing. I'm not gonna expect you to do something I'm not willing to do. I will never send you up a ladder I hadn't climbed. Say amen. amen. So I want to lead by example. So here's my soaps. And then on that side is praise, purpose, provision, pardon, protection, and praise. Praise at the end is, is Matthew's version, right? He, he added that at the end. Now, here's the thing. Every morning, I get up. Every morning, I get up. And I'm going through, I, I, I've gone through, uh, 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 here just here recently, first and second, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. I'm in Colossians now. And... Uh, and, and I just either do a whole chapter or a half a chapter Whichever if there's enough content In that half a chapter I'll do the half a chapter And I'll, I'll, I'll do my soap study Read my Bible And I'll, I'll say what, it, what I saw in it And what I need to do about it Because what am I trying to do I'm trying to be a doer of the word Not a hear only So when I read what the word says I go try to do it Are y'all with me does this make sense Your, your life is not going to change If you keep doing what you've been doing. If you do what you've always done. You'll always get what you've always got. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Amen. And then on the opposite side. I I go into prayer. And I just start with praise. Just whatever comes to my mind. Maybe it's about what I read that day. Uh, uh, Let me see if I can share this with you. Make sure it ain't too private. All right, here's my praise for this particular day. Thank you, Lord, for caring. Father, you are wonderful. I don't have enough paper to describe what you mean to me. Thank you, and I love you. That was praise. That's what I wrote. And you don't have to write this down, but it just helps me to focus, because I lose focus real easy. Purpose. Today, help me. This is my prayer that morning. Today, help me to give your people what they need and what you want them to have Help me to get done Everything you want from me today What day was that? Oh that was last Sunday <clears throat> No wonder I said give your people what they want Okay uh, Provision I wrote you have always provided for me to, Today Please make sure our needs are met And thank you for the meals already today uh, That was my oatmeal that morning uh, Pardon Pardon pardon, please forgive me of everything that grieved you yesterday. Forgive me of a lack of trust. Forgive me for not sharing your story when I had a chance to. Mercy. Protection. Thank you for your protection this past week. Please, please keep that up and steer me away from what could harm me this week. And in praise, I ended it with this. I praise your name from the sun up Till it goes down. You are worthy of my praise. That's just a simple, easy time that you get to spend with God. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. It will change your life. These, I've I've put some sheets out here for the 25% that want them on the table. Now, we're shooting for 50 this time, right? Amen. Thy kingdom come, y'all. 50%, right? All right. Grab them out there. They should be out on on one of the tables. Listen, y'all can come hear me preach this stuff every week. But if you don't start practicing it, I hate to say this because I want you to come back next week, but you're wasting your time. If you're not going to be a doer of the word, You're just going to be a hearer only. You're still going to have the struggles week in and week out that you've had from the beginning. And your life is never going to change. But I'm telling you, if you'll start practicing this, if you'll start doing this on a regular basis, you're going to to experience a power. You're going to experience a help that you have never known before. You'll start getting stuff done that you never got done. You'll start having spare time. You're not going to believe it but you will. Because God's going to be moving in your life and God's going to be taking care of issues and God's going to be helping you. And guess what you're going to experience? Righteousness, peace and what? You remember? Joy. How many of y'all could use some more joy? How many of y'all could use a little more peace in this turbulent time we're living in? then let's start working on our righteousness. What is righteousness? Right living, being right with the one we're praying to. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of all those that trespass against us, as you've forgiven us, right? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.